welcome to the podcast. I am Ross. <laughs> and I am HBO, who've pissed off the entire universe. Well, cinematic universe. Like, all film fans are actually quite happy. Welcome to the podcast, Ross. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I thought, really, you should have added, uh, I'm HBO. I am HBO Max, who is making a very bold attempt to get as many subscribers as is humanly possible in the next year. <laughs> for, yeah. at least, for, at least a, for at least a month. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I, you say that. I, I reckon it's going to be more than a month, because if, if you look at it, they're now releasing 17. Well, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll spread across the year, obviously. So yeah, they'll, they'll be very it's a, like Disney, it's a bit like Disney Plus with The Mandalorian and, and yeah. everything else. It's very clever. And of course, the, 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 and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about here, um, HBO have officially, or Warner Brothers have officially announced that all of their cinematic films for 2021, all of them, and this includes Tom and Jerry, Matrix 4, Wonder I Woman. Were, I thought they were... Am I not wrong? I thought there were three or four that they were excluding or something. No, I no, no, no. There was some all recent... of them. I thought there was um, a... oh, okay. I thought, I thought there was a recent thing that said there were a few being excluded, but uh, not that I've seen. But yeah, like uh, the Many Saints of Newark, the the Sopranos prequel, yeah. um, the Suicide Squad, all of them. Um, are going... but they are doing it, but they, but they, yeah, they're doing it straight to HBO Max and then theatrically, which is yeah, quite correct. cool. Doing so, so I think so. It'll be cinema and HBO Max day and date. But let's be honest: right. do I pay fifteen quid for my HBO Max subscription for that month, or do I pay fifty dollars to go out to the cinema for that month? For that one. Well, film? no, I mean, I've got to say, dude, in, in America, the cinema seats are much cheaper. They are much cheaper, so it's it to me it's a, a more it's a slightly more interesting uh, what's the word competition. Yeah, okay. Over here, over here, over here, people. The cinema at least when, when I last went, it's pretty damn reasonable. Like like surprising. It, I mean, it can't be so, as unreasonable as the UK. I mean, if if you look at Leicester Square, no, where you're no, getting up we, to like we are forty yeah. pounds a ticket. It's exorbitant. We're not quite that bad, but it's yeah, it's it's, it's exorbitant. I thought I thought it's the exorbitant. new Odeon. In Leicester Square, you could pay. There's oh, a ticket well, day and day yeah, no, forty quid for yes. like the first day. Yeah, that's that's that is that's the Odeon Lux. I think you're talking about, and that's and, a very specific. By the way, by the way, I'm not defending it. That's despicable, but it is an amazing. I've got to say, it's an amazing cinema. It's very when you go in, when you go in, it's reminiscent of Groundman's. Like it's an incredible cinema. But um, so I'm not like, justifying. The, I'm not justifying no, no, the no. price, but Do you know, know, I don't have an amazing. issue with the price because I've I've paid to see. Yeah, you know, theatre shows yeah. in London, right? Um, yeah, what I have an course, issue with yeah. is, and one of the things I find most egregious about London and and the, the the West End cinemas is they're now charging you more to see it on the day of release or the week of release, and I'm like, yeah, fuck off. Like, just, yeah, I've never quite understood. I've never quite understood that. To be fair, though, again, most most of them up here, you have you have like. Um, like Cineworld Unlimited, it doesn't. You know what I mean? You don't pay yeah. anything. You just, but, you just pay your I mean, things. So, you know. the, the challenge I have is that my only cinema is a Cineworld. Yeah. So I have no cinema at the moment. I've got a couple of local smaller ones, but one's mm. like about normally three months outside of the release schedule and the other one has two screens. So it's so like... So up here, yeah, up here, the Prince Charles is opening, yeah, which is, which we went to last Thursday and it was fucking fantastic. Awesome. And also uh, the, Genesis, the Genesis is open. I don't know. I haven't seen that the chains are opening yet, but we 
just a quick plug for Fighting Spirit Film Festival is on at Premier Cinemas in Romford next Saturday. Uh, and that is so that is open. That's open this week. So Premier Cinemas are clearly open. I'm not sure about um, what's the other one? Showcase. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But View and Cineworld at the moment don't seem to be opening yet. No, Cineworld have said they they basically they're not opening till Bond. And knowing that they yeah. are seeking a CVA at the moment for mm. American listeners, that would be Chapter Ten bankruptcy protection. Yeah. Um, yeah. considering that they're effectively seeking Chapter Ten at the moment. Um. I don't think the future looks bright for Cineworld. I think they're going to be shutting up a bundle of underperforming cinemas. I think, you know, and I can't imagine Eastbourne's going to be particularly high on their list of cinemas to keep. Um, well, it makes you wonder if, if, I know it sounds potentially absurd, but I wonder if there might be a budding other company out there that might buy up those sites and do something with them. Unfortunately, it's more likely that they'll be turned into flats. <laughs> but, and, and, the, and the challenge yeah. with, with, with Odeon is Odeon, like AMC in America, their parent company, are yeah. right in the yeah. shit as well at the moment. So Odeon yeah. don't exactly have the liquid cash to go and buy up the Cineworld sites. No, I don't think it'll be a major chain. I think it might be something different. I think I think there might be the opportunity for someone something different. <laughs> what TV shows that? Uh, that's um that's Arrow, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe Arrow's well, yeah. gonna buy him up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just it, you think you know what I mean? Like there are ways to do things. Well, you know, chains chain that we thought were dead, like HMB or whatever, have come. You know what I'm getting at? Like there's <laughs> yeah, there are ways there are ways to do things that you could turn a cinema into something. Yeah, something else, something different. <laughs> um, no, is, you, could, you could, yeah. I've, I've often, like, we had a local cinema called the Curzon, no relation, um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Eastbourne. And, like, that closed last year. And they yeah. blamed Cineworld. Actually, I blame the fact that I hadn't invested a fucking penny in the place. It was cold. The seats were right, in the 1950s. Yeah. And um, You've got to give a good service. You've got to yeah. give a service people want to show up to. You know? It still stank of... Fucking the drink I dropped there when I was fifteen. I mean, I mean, just to give you this example, Jenny and I went to the Prince Charles on Thursday. <laughs> the reason we went wasn't to see a film, although I would have, we would have, I'm sure. It's there was a show called uh, Solver uh, Solver Murder She Wrote, which is basically a show. It's like a live show introduced by a guy. His name's Tim Benzi, who's a massive murder you wrote uh, murder she wrote fan. And essentially, you watch the episode and try and solve the murder along with Jessica Fletcher. And That's, it was a Christmas episode. That it literally was, sounds like the best I, thing was, ever. It is, it is, it is, I'm not kidding, fucking amazing. Like, we had an absolute blast. He's done it a number of times. He does it in different venues. So I absolutely urge people to look out for Solve a Longer Murder, she wrote. It was absolutely, it doesn't matter if you don't like the show, blah, blah, doesn't, that's not the point. It is a I, I think it would help though, it right? Blood. I think honestly, it, it would help being a, at least a, a have a, even if you don't love the show, having a a oh, an affection course, for yes. it would would definitely help. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. But you you don't just watch the whole episode. You sort of you, he stops it in, in, in intermittently, and there's more interaction and all of that stuff. And it 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 was it was absolutely brilliant. Like that, like cannot recommend it enough. That sounds cannot like. One of the best things ever. Um, so yeah. this episode of the podcast, we are going to do something slightly different or something we haven't done for a while, actually. We're going to catch up on the recent films we've been watching. Now, this is not like we've done previously where we're just going to sit here and list 100 films. I said to Ross, notable films. Notable films. So some of the, um, some of the more uh, notable. <laughs> uh, before we get onto that, though, Ross, are, we, are you watching Mandalorian? 
what's happening? Yes, we just we just watched the most recent, which I believe is episode six last night. Yes, we yes, episode uh, chapter four, 13, 13 or fourteen. Or 14, fourteen. I don't I don't really keep up with that bit, but yes, yes, I did. Yes, we did. I, I mean, yeah, I know. If you haven't watched it by now, we absolutely love the show. I'm I'm hundred percent going to spoil it, but um, if you haven't watched it by now, you're an idiot because someone would have spoiled it anyway. How fucking yeah. good is this season of The Mandalorian? Yeah, it's I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Like every episode is 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 I don't want to say ten out of ten, but it's really fucking close. I, I'm like, finding it really hard I not to give wait. these episodes ten out of ten on review. Yeah, I can't I can't wait because because I don't know if I remember telling I don't know if I told you we watched season one again <laughs> right up before season two, just to sort of yeah, and it's yeah. and that's the other thing. Each episode is like thirty two minutes. It's not that big a commitment. No, no, no. I mean this week's Robert Rodriguez in. one was super yeah, short. Yeah. And by the way, the fact that it was Robert Rodriguez doing a good thing, like directing a good thing again. For the first time since how long Desperado, how long maybe? No, there's been... Well, come on, from Lust or Dawn. But, oh, but, sorry. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. no, there have been some good things, but I would, I, would, I would submit that he hasn't directed anything any good in at least 10, minimum of 10 years and probably longer. Yeah, so, I mean, least. enjoy... You can enjoy... By the way, some of it's probably enjoyable, but I just, you know... Honestly, I had no idea he was doing an episode, and... Uh, it was terrific. It, it was terrific, and I mean, um, like yeah, very, as much very as I love the f- the fan service and bringing back um the bringing back fucking Bubba Fett, Tell you Morrison, and actually doing yeah. for Bubba Fett what nothing else has ever done before. Despite all of those points, my favourite moment of the whole episode was the bit where Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian were flying and his ears were moving. That was amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, no, we loved that. No, we were we were with you. Completely That's weird. the best thing ever. We absolutely um, love, we love that moment. Anyway, uh, I just want to. I just, brilliant. Brilliant. I just wanted brilliant. to kind of segue into that for a second. So let's talk. Let's talk some films. So, so we'll, we'll kind of come off maybe five or six of, of the most notable well, films we, we watched. Should recently. we? Should we at least do the regular thing of the most recent and all that? Should we at least do that? Yeah. Okay. Go on. Then we'll do that. So, what's the yeah. most recent new and old film or new film you've seen, Ross? Yeah. Mine's well, a doozy, yeah, okay, so, by um, the way. Just, I've seen a great. Just, are we just? Are we just doing the new one first and then the old one? Like, yeah, so I'll do my new one. You do right. So my new one, and it was great. I mean, really, really great. Unexpectedly great is Godmothered. We, we adored it. it. It's absolutely. Oh, it's, it's that's that fucking Christmas. Ross, we need to talk. It's fucking. We need awesome. to talk. It's fucking awesome. We need to no, talk. You don't understand. You don't understand. It's fucking awesome. You've it's changed. Really, really, really good. It's no. It's really, really, really good. It's really, really good. It's super enjoyable. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of Gillian Bellin, although sometimes she's a bit punchable, you know. Um, it's <laughs> very, 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 very good. It, it, I hugely recommend it. Full of charm, all that, you know, the usual shit. Like, it's just, it's really good. I had no idea. I wasn't expecting, you know, so we, 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 when we get into notable films, we'll talk a little bit about, because... Well, actually, we'll wait, wait till notable films. We'll, we'll get yeah, into some, yeah, yeah, some, of, cool. some, some similar stuff that does not hit the mark is what I'm getting at. I'm very glad that we're doing notable films because I saw two films yesterday and one of them I enjoyed the hell out of. Um, but it's not yep. the most recent film I saw. The most recent film I saw, oh, and it was really disappointing because it didn't have enough of Liam Neeson punching people. It didn't oh, okay. have. It didn't have enough of. It wasn't like. It wasn't like the commuter, which which was bad enough that we just still talk about it to this that's day. Best, that's one of our best. That's one of our best episodes. One of our best that's episodes. Um, are you prim? Are you prim? <laughs> are you? I. I. 
I'm 60 years old. It, it is, uh, he, says he says that four or five. I need to watch the commentary. I know. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know we were going to do a commentary episode at Christmas? That would be a good one. That would be a good one. I'm that a would very be a good very, one. very, very good Are you brilliant? Um, but this wasn't that. This was, this was Honest Thief. And Honest Thief has oh, proved right, two yeah. things. Yeah. Three things. One, Liam Neeson really is too old for this shit. Two... Yeah. Like in a film about Liam Neeson punching people where there isn't enough of Liam Neeson punching people, it has to rely on other things and it didn't have it. And three, still Jai Courtney has yet to be good in anything other than um, Spartacus. I also think that he's very good in Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher. Yeah. I think he's very good in that. He, I, think he's, he's, I think he's elevated by the film, but um, honestly, do you know what? Honestly, it wasn't fair. bad. It was like, I wasn't bored. But like, no. I just, it got to the point where about 45 minutes in, I just shouted at the screen. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, can you punch somebody, please? Right. And then he does, he punches I can, I can believe that. Yeah, I can believe that. I, I, cast, I'm going to give it a go. It's a good yeah, cast. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. It looks fine. It looks fine. Yeah. Um. So there you go. So that was the newest film that I saw. How about your oldest, newest film that you saw? Or newest, oldest film you saw? So we watched both of these yesterday. Uh... And my newest old film, but it's very confusing to say it like that, uh, is, um, uh, well, it's a film that our friend Phil McMullen and I saw it in Cannes with Jean-Claude Van Damme's dad, which is pretty interesting, um, back in the day in 2001, which was um, uh, Re Replicant, the Van Damme film Replicant. Ah, okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's another one of those amazing releases by 88 Films who've been doing this fantastic well, Jackie Chan films, Van Damme films, everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and it's it's one of those films that it's not perfect by any means. It's directed by Ringo Lam, who did Maximum Risk, which I still contend is Van Damme's best film, like overall. Yeah, yeah. Maximum Risk biggest is film, but it's best film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a really good film. What and, ever and happened this, to Ringo it, Lam? We died. Oh, did <laughs> he? A few years ago. Oh, I literally didn't yeah, know that. Fairly recently, I can't remember exactly when, but it, I think it was a few years ago. It was very, it was recent. Very oh, recent. I, no, I literally had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, when shame. you find out someone's died that you thought was alive, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Because quite often yeah. on TV, no, like it's... someone dies and you go, Oh, but uh, like when Des O'Connor died, I was one of those people, yeah, that I went, thought he was, already, oh, was I... he already dead, yeah, sad. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it's yeah, it's it's very good. It has a few moments where you just go, ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's mm. a, there's some very uncomfortable ones, but it's very good. Michael Rooker is superb in it. Who's really yeah. he's really the lead, to be honest. Van Damme again plays both roles because again it's a double Van Damme movie, <laughs> but he plays both roles so convincingly. Like he plays a serial killer and then the clone of a serial killer who's yeah. essentially like an animal. Like that doesn't really know what's going on, and. It's 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 really good. Like I mean, again, there's a few moments where you just go, oh, "Did you really want to do that?" Uh, you know what I mean? Like without getting into it. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was really enjoyable. We we both liked it, and the action is very tight. Like the action is excellent. So yeah, you know, well worth seeking out. And a really yeah. nice, a really nice uh, release, like from from eighty eight. Like the, the, the Blu Ray is is gorgeous and stuff, which is great. The interesting thing, obviously, for those that don't know, Ringo Lamb made uh, City on Fire, which was one of the films that influenced, if not, was completely ripped oh, off by Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it's huge. It's, like, it's like, I don't know, I'd say I'd say that Reservoir Dogs is about 40% at least. Uh, yeah. City on Fire. Um, and, you know, he, he was really prolific right up until 2003 and then only made yeah. four more films for the rest of his life. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was just to illness or if there were other reasons, you know. But uh, uh, no, oh like man, it's... he died in uh, December 29th, 2018. I've got it. Never knew. Never knew. Yeah. Yeah, it was recent. Okay. Wow. Uh, last uh, last new film I watched. Um, obviously, I purchased a PlayStation of the five, uh, predominantly for the Blu-ray player. Right. Yeah. So that was like uh, sorry, the four K player. So that's predominantly what I what I bought it for. And I only have two four K movies at the moment because I'm you know waiting yeah. for Father Christmas to come. And I, I, one of them is Top Gun, and the other one is The Dark Knight. I watched The Dark Knight ah. in four K. We disagree on this, wow. I know, to this point, but it is almost a perfect movie. And actually, the bit that we always talk about, the boat bit, is actually 10 mm. minutes. And it is actually pivotal to the story. You couldn't extract that. Yeah, you couldn't, um, you not, couldn't take that or not, Liam, Liam Neeson, Aaron Eckhart, out of it. <laughs> Neither would, I've got Liam yeah, Neeson look, on the brain, not, for fuck's sake. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take them out. I just my concern more. But the, the boat problem for me is it's just that they do the same thing twice. He has to in theory pick between two things, and it's like, uh, like you just did yeah, but that. It's, like why? But you it's the that escalation. Again? It's he had to do yeah. it, and yeah, because of his actions, it created two phase. And because of that, the Joker then made the city. So if I can corrupt one, can I corrupt the? And it's anyway. I tell you what I loved about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not. It's you got to remember. It's not that I don't like that film. I just think that it has become so overblown with for so many reasons. And again, I contend. And it's funny that you mentioned the boat bit because to me, the two best things in the movie are are Tiny Lister and then at the beginning William Fitchner. Yeah, William Fitchner. Like it's, they're both. So, they are really fucking yeah. good in, in in what you would call a relatively understated, like a relatively minor role. He's killer in it. Yeah, Bill Fitchner literally steals that opening scene, and that's a hell of an opening scene. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I just, I just adore it. And actually, what I like about it is like the the voice that everyone parodies is actually not that bad in The Dark Knight. It's much worse than no. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Still love it. Still think it's awesome. It's two and a half hours, and it fucking does not feel more than eighty minutes, which is uh, immense. Um, yeah, it and, definitely. I know it definitely. It definitely runs like it. Definitely oh, the runs. pace of it, and yeah, like some shout outs. Morgan Freeman is phenomenal in that. Yeah. Um, Michael Caine yeah. is yeah. brilliant. Such a good Alfred. And well, see, this is the thing. He is. He is great in it. And then the stuff they do with him in the next one is so depressing. Yeah. I think I made that that <laughs> that, that comment. But in the third one, by the third time that he cries, because in the second movie. He has that emotional stuff that works yeah. really, really well. In the third one, by the third time he cries, which is about 24 minutes into the film, I'm done. Yeah. It feels so forced and artificial. It feels so fake, I, given how good he is. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, I'll tell you the other thing. It's like, and I know, I know it's kind of a bit, you know, we know to say it, but Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yes. Fuck me. The performance yeah, he, he gives great. in this film. Yes, he is great. He is great. I, just the subtlety in that character and the 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 insanity, but played in not a Jared Leto insanity kind of way, like yeah, in a nuanced yeah. kind of way. Anyway, like yeah, it's, cool. it's, no, I get, it's, I get you. It's it's still the only ten out of ten I've given since two thousand and something. Wow. 
Um, wow. So anyway, that was the last films we saw. So now let's get into the weeds of, and I'm really desperate to talk about this film, really desperate to talk about film. Um, let's get into the weeds of m- the most notable films we've seen of late. And I'm going to jump you, Ross, because I really want to talk about this because I don't, I don't think you've seen <laughs> it yet, but um, I watched Freaky yesterday. Oh, I really, please don't spoil it because I love the director from Happy, because it's the same director of Happy Death Day. Is it? Really oh my God, it. I didn't, I didn't yes, tweak. Do you know what I literally thought about this yeah. film? I was like, this is quite ha- yeah, I was like, this is quite a happy death day, actually, in places. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it I, is. I'm not going to spoil anything in the slightest. I just yeah. want to say that Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, he is? He's so good. In a, in, a ba- in, a, in a bad way or in a good way? No, in a, like, because obviously, like, there's no, um, again, not spoiling anything. Vince Vaughn yeah, yeah. swaps places with a, a, a girl, right? Yeah. So Vince Vaughn right, has to yeah, play yeah. a 17 year old girl. Right, and yeah. he does it so fucking good. Oh, great. That's cool. So That's good. good. Like, literally, here's the highlight of that film. The the one thing, and you'll see what I mean by this, it starts off with such, like, the gore in it is proper fucking full on. I'm and excited. I'm really I just, excited about seeing it. I, I just wanted, like, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really good fun. I wanted more gore in the middle. It, I, it Okay, sure. It, like, if it had carried on... In that kind of like, because at times it feels very like, like there's a real 80s Friday the 13th vibe about this movie. Cool. Like, like some of the kills are just like, you're just like, I, you know, I, I, it, because it kind of drops a bit of that after the start. I was just like, oh, if you'd yeah. done more of that, it, this this would have been one of the best films of the year for me. Well, that's but, exciting, dude. That's really exciting. I really enjoyed it. And Vince Vaughn, fucking hell. Vince Vaughn was born I'm to play excited. a 17-year-old girl. Right. Okay. That's very exciting. That's very exciting. I, re- I am really, really, I am really like excited to watch. I just need to make sure I've got time. I w- I'll probably watch. I'll certainly watch it before next episode. Yeah. It's it's like uh, 140 minutes. Uh, 100. Sorry. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 140 minutes. minutes. It's 100 minutes. It's now 40. So uh, that's sorry. Good. That's good. Uh, so that was one of my notable films. Let, we'll bounce off, right? So you do your next notable film. Okay. We're gonna do a quiz at the end, by the way, people. A quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Get me into that uh, Christmas vibe. So notable, notable in general. Okay, so it could be um, good or bad or just. <sighs> okay, so yes, getting into notable films. Um, the point I was going to make earlier was Jenny and I are doing December one Christmas film a day, so we're doing Christmas film every day aside from everything else, sort of thing. Um, I'll just quickly run through them. We've already done the last one because uh, it hasn't been that many. So Christmas Chronicles, which I loved. Yeah, Christmas I thought Chronicles it was brilliant, is good. really good. I had no expectation. I really was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. It's I Kurt Russell, right? it so I mean, it's Kurt Russell, but you know, but that, that could, you know, it could still be. It was really enjoyable. Like, he's I, having so I was much just, fun. He is, and I was with him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like you know, when you go, I'm, I'm with this movie. I thought the kids were great because the little girl could have been irritating and she wasn't. You know, like all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Assume uh, you're going to watch the sequel, right? Oh, we will, and I've heard yeah. it's not so good, but I still will. It's, sure it's I, good. I, I enjoyed it. I'll talk about that in a sec, but I, I actually enjoyed That's it. That's cool. So, it, so in order, uh, we saw day two. We saw Donnie Parton's Christmas on the Square, which I'll be honest, it's not very good, but I loved it. And Jenny hates it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, like she, she was like, after, she was again, like, I'm going to go back to my previous point. You've changed. Yeah. Well, no, no. I know it's not good. But I had I had fun, and it's got a lovely message. It's very warm. You know, the main problem with it is barring two or three songs 
the songs really aren't, given it's Dolly Parton, they're not memorable. Uh, There's two or three that are genuinely very good, though, which we're both like, surpri- like surprisingly uh, happy about, you know. I'm going to be um, honest, I'm going to be yeah. honest to say, if you ever talk about Dolly Parton on this podcast again, I'm going to Alan Sugar your ass. What the fuck? <laughs> Dolly Parton's amazing. What are you talking about? She's fucking amazing. Um, day three, day three, and I think Jenny was surprised that she enjoyed this one. It was a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Which is superb. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen, I Harold refuse to watch a Harold and Kumar movie. I just refuse. It's really? Like, have I you draw seen the a line. First one? No, have I just draw a line. I'm just not. No, I just. It's like 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 Adam Sandler doing silly voice films. I just can't do it. No, these no, they're way better than that. They're way better. I mean, really, it's really Neil Patrick Harris's stuff in them is so fucking funny. It's insane. It's insane. Um, day four, not so good, but all right. Noel. I was hoping it would be much, but given that it's Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader, who I'm a big fan of, it's it was all right. It was yeah. all right. It wasn't okay. good. It was all right. It was fine. It was fine. Like it was it was fine. Uh, then obviously Godmothered. So there you go. That's all of those. Notable though, now. <laughs> now Hold on, Phil, hold on. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to get through, I was just trying to get through because okay. that's something okay. we'll update. Notable though, on December the first, I watched a film uh, due to that podcast, How Did This Get Made? I watched a film called Governor Gabby. Governor Gabby, right, nobody's ever heard of it. Governor Gabby, so Seth Rogen contacted him and said, you have to watch Governor Gabby, right? Governor Gabby is the room level insane. Like, like, I'm not exaggerating. It has absolutely potential to be the room, you know, like along the same lines as the room. It's about a teenager, I guess, or late teenager, who uh, she's she's studying for a baking degree. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's a baking degree. She owns a bakery, by the way, and it's already trading. So I don't know why the fuck she's studying for bakery. Her name gets put accidentally on a ballot to, for for the governor of California, and she wins somehow, inexplicably. <laughs> And then she has to be the governor. And the film is nowhere near as good as that stuff. <laughs> like, but it is. <laughs> but it is. But it is amazing. Like, it's fully ADR, which took me back to the days of Left 4 Dead and 10 Dead Men. It, it's, it is, it turns out, not to spoil anything, that the, the, the family, because it's made by a family, it's almost like a family film, like they've made this film. But it is on, like in the States, I think it's on Amazon, like it's on platforms and stuff somehow. It was right. it was put through distributor. It was put through distributor who who took almost anything. They they unfortunately disappeared out. And, and shit, if only we'd known them like, in the days of Left for Dead. <laughs> right? No, no, no. You, you wouldn't have. Well, they mostly focused on what looked like like almost like drama. Mate, anyway. we, ended, we ended up with York Entertainment. Trust me, anything would have been a step only in up. The States. Yeah. No, but anyway, the States. anyway. But but the point is, like, it this film is is wonderfully awful. Like, I'm looking. Like, I'm looking at the poster. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Now it turns out even more interestingly that they've made like five films, and one of them is called Karate Do. So I no. So I'm literally looking at more like this, and I'm hovering on Karate Do. So we actually have a conversation about a movie called Karate Do. The trailer for Karate Do is absolutely fucking crazy. So anyway, I don't know if it's trying to cash in on uh, Cobra Kai or so. Anyway, um, it is. There's no point going going through the details of the film, but. I hugely recommend it. I've never seen a film that felt like it was played. I had to watch it in three sittings, which was wow. insane. And, but, and the How Did This Get Made episode about it was super. I, like, like I it's, genuinely, it's utterly brilliant. 
I genuinely don't have enough time in my life to be able to watch it. But it, my you favorite review. <laughs> my favorite review is like the room. If Tommy Wiseau had no talent, right? Yes, wow. exactly. Um, it, it takes it. It takes it to new level. You cannot. I cannot. No, I, I really won't. Um, so the next one I want to talk about, and this is this was an odd one because I expected this to be garbage, proper garbage, right? <laughs> right, right. I, I was like, okay, so this film is basically going to be Gerard Butler punching a meteorite. It's going oh, to be. I want to see it. Green, Greenland. Yeah, Greenland. it's going to be up there with like those shitty Gerard Butler action films that we mock all the time. Yes. Like, and I'm like. Yeah, at some point, I just had this vision of Gerard Butler at the front of a rocket going up towards the asteroid and just punching it in half. <laughs> and I Greenland... Think I, think I think you're confusing Gerard Butler with Liam Neeson, though, to be fair. I, I, I think, a, basically, a there's a crossover movie that needs to happen there. Uh, prob probably, yeah, probably. Um, and Greenland is actually really quite harrowing. It's like... Right. It's like I've a heard it's good. I've heard very good reviews. I've heard yeah, very good reviews. it's like a combination of, like... It's it's got that kind of um, like like the road element to it, where it's it's quite dark in right. places, and like you've got this right. effective, effectively an apocalyptic event that you quickly realise they're probably not going to be able to solve. So this is it's not right. about this is not about getting Gerard Butler to a space station so he can like solve this this challenge. This is about uh -huh. people have to like people are running to survive. Right. Yeah, I've heard it's about survival rather and than it, sort of like fixing the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like he's he's not he's not an action hero. Like there is no. a little punching, but it's it's genuinely a good film. And I was a little disappointed about how much I enjoyed it because if I'm honest, right, my vision right. of Gerald Butler punching an asteroid was far better in my head. Um sure. I really enjoyed Greenland and it surprised me at how good a film it actually was. Within, I think you're among. Yeah, I think you're amongst a lot, like a lot of similar. Opinions. Yeah, yeah. Like, within, I think within people like, were expecting it's really good. Yeah, the constraints of it being a Gerald Butler movie, right? But you of know. course, no, no, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. But yeah, who knew? I mean, this is like, and it's from the director of um one of the Fallen films or all of the Fallen films. I don't know. Who. Oh no, it's Rick. It's Rick. It's Rick Roman Moore. He did Angel. It's he's a very good director. He did Shot Caller, which is amazing. He did yes. Shot Caller. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a superb, superb film. So yeah, it's I, I I actually I actually can say I recommend a Gerald Butler movie, and I haven't said that there's, in a very long time. There's a few, there's a few, there's like I say, I think there's a Den of Thieves, and I, and I do really recommend um, um, uh, Angel Has Fallen. Yes, I really a, Angel, Angel Has Fallen, Fallen is, really is definitely the better of the three. Yeah. Oh, easily, easily. Um, but uh, there's also Den of Thieves two in pre-production. Yes, yes, I am. I am sincerely excited about. It. I hope they don't fuck it up, sort of thing. But, but it was. Uh, it, it was interesting, but it was a film that basically. Dead of Thieves is a film that basically goes. <laughs> we're sort of. We're sort of heat, sort of. Sort of. But but it's not. But it's but it's not pretentious enough to sort of be like we're going to out heat heat if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like it never it never oversteps what it is, sort of thing. It's quite quite clever. So Ross, next on your list. Ah. What's well. your next notable film? <laughs> So here's the thing. I haven't actually watched that many films since we recorded, so I'll go through. But for what I did watch specifically, which was a film that I'd put off for a while because everyone told me how much I was going to cry uh, at the beginning of it. Uh, and Jenny convinced me to. I did want to see it. It was just 
Uh, it's up. Okay. Oh, have you not seen up? Well, I hadn't. Oh my god, that really so, surprises me. Well, it's because everybody kept saying you're going to cry so much, Did which you? they were right. They were right. Yeah. Yes, like literally at, at the, the beginning first ten, specifically. At the, yeah, the first ten minutes of the film, like they Pixar delivers one of the most harrowing moments in cinema ever. It was funny because I'm not sure harrowing is quite the right word because it's very, it's very uh, subtle is the wrong word as well. Like it's just done really, really. It's done beautifully, but it's like, it's, like it's but a it's Pixar really hurtful. Right. It's really. There's sorrow. It's sorrow. It's like sorrow, sorrow rather than harrow. Like it's Broke sorrowful. Me. And it's, yeah, same. And like, like and, you know, when you um, sit there and you go, "How can I watch the rest of this film after that?" Right, kind of. Yes, yeah. But it does such an incredible job. Also, it didn't help that uh, young Carl looked a lot like me. <laughs> it was a bit weird when you first meet. Him, oh my god, young Carl absolutely looks like you. You're so right. Looks like me. Like a like a real like a lot. It's quite weird. Oh my god! Um, Up based, yeah. Carl on Ross. Yeah, it's you a bit it weird. It's, it's it's a bit strange. Um, but it's it was absolutely brilliant. Thanks. As as they all are. I mean, as they all are, it was brilliant. It's one of and their best. Funny as fuck. It really is. It's beautifully done. Christopher Plummer as the villain is superb. Um, and Edward Asner's brilliant. I mean, they're all great in it. It's beautifully creative. I loved, um, oh, fuck me, what was it, Kevin, the, the, what they call the, the bird. Yeah. He was brilliant. And it was just, it was just, yeah, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful film. It it, was wonderful. It's one of those films that, that, that take, brings you up, sends you crashing down, and then yeah. spend, like him, and then for the rest of the film, it, it takes you a while to start to warm to people because your heart has been, and I, I yeah. love the fact that your journey echoes that of his journey. Yeah, yeah. Right, love it. It was. Do you know the thing? The thing do you know the thing that the the, the, the thing that was more? <laughs> it's hard to explain. The saddest moment for me was because everyone had said in the first ten minutes you're going to be really upset, right? But it was the fact that at the beginning that isn't what happens. It's not the first ten minutes. It's off. It's it's within it. It's, yeah. You 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 get him meeting this girl as a kid, like as a child, and, and she's goofy and wacky and wonderful and all of that stuff. And then it clicked with me as they were growing together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, oh God she's going to die. And I've got so fucking old welling up now. <laughs> um, and Pixar, a bit of a, the last like... bit when they're walking up the hill, you know, yeah. when they're walking up the hill and she falls down. Man, Mate, fucking it's, it's devastating. And the, the last like four or five Pixar films pull the same fucking gag every film now. Yeah. Like a parent dies in the first five, ten minutes and you're just like, could right, you stop? Yeah. Could you stop? Yeah. Because, like, as two people that have both lost parents, yeah. and as as someone that is a parent, like this shit yeah, really course. gets this shit really kind of makes me go, oh, fucking hell! You know, and, and obviously not just like I've lost parents. I've I've known people that have lost parents, and I've lost of course. and people's parents have gone. I, you know, I knew, and so like we're yeah. we're at that age now where mortality is. Sharply in well, focus. It's, well, it's real. It's real. Yeah, it's very real. Yeah, no longer are we like unbreakable, never going to die. It's like actually, if you put no. do the odds, we're a solid. If we're lucky, halfway through this journey, and if we're not lucky, a lot less. Yeah. And you start watching films like that yeah, and yeah. seeing the effect, and I'm just like, ah. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, I watched the weirdest <laughs> double bill ever. So my next okay. notable films are the weirdest double bill ever. It started off in the morning as a family film with Christmas Chronicles 2. It's not okay. as good as Christmas Chronicles, but it does have Kurt Russell yeah. singing and doing a musical number. Well, that was great in the first one as well. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, like, 
like I can't remember the first Christmas Chronicles other than the fact it was fun. The second Christmas Can Chronicles. Can I just say when you say the musical number, the musical number in the police station in the jail cell where he finishes with the Elvis leg stuff. Oh my god! Given yes. that he did, given that he played Elvis in the seventies, yeah, yeah. I remember and that. He now. Did that perfect, <laughs> that perfect arm and you know that that move yeah, yeah. that Elvis had well, with his knees and all. Fucking outstanding! That blew my mind a little bit. Because number like, two, you did that forty years ago. Forty years ago. Yeah. Number two takes that to the next level and basically puts on a oh, full-on wow. Blues Brothers number in the middle of a. Oh wow! It's genius. <laughs> um, and obviously more Goldie okay. Horn in the second one. So you know. Yes. Yes. So so that was my morning movie. And my yeah. evening movie was Fat Man. <laughs> it's oh, again, don't ruin it because I'm going to I am going to watch it. The polar it. opposite of movies, it's fair to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Mel Gibson, again, good. Like Mel Gibson. Yep. Um, Walton Goggins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always good value for money. I have a yeah. similar critique to Fat Man that I do for Freaky in that. Right. Like, there is a moment in Fat Man where it fucking turns into a bit of a grindhouse movie. And you're like, right, oh, sure. oh, this is good. Uh, unfortunately, there's not enough of that in it. Right. And again, it's a film that, for me, needed more over the top and a little yeah. less subtlety. Um, yeah. But I can honestly say, if you want the weirdest Santa Claus double bill ever, watching... Um, Watching Martin Riggs and um, oh, Snake Pliskin playing Santa Claus in the same day is odd. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Um, so yeah, so that was my my weird double bill. Any other notable films from you, or do we move on to the quiz? Uh, well, the only other one I can't remember if I mentioned it recently because I may or may not have because uh, obviously we're at jujitsu and all that stuff. Is did, did I mention last time? I've seen it a number of times and I love it. Goon. The Sean William Scott film. Yes, you did. Yeah, I yeah, can't remember if I mentioned yeah. it. Then we've, then, then we've covered it all. <laughs> uh, one last one for me. I watched uh, Yes, God, Yes. Oh, I've heard about that, but I've not seen it. Yeah, and and again, without wanting to repeat the same critique for a third time, it kind of suffers from the same again, where it could have gone further with, with what it was doing. Right. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't mean some of the obvious. I mean, there's there's a brutal critique on religion in there, right? Uh, so I I wish it could have gone further. So there you go. Um, good. Okay. Well, that was fun. That's a good way of catching up on some yeah. of the films we do. I'm definitely adding Karate Do to my list because that sounds. I I have to find. I have to find that. That sounds. I cannot. I don't know if it's... Yeah, I don't know if it's out yet. I don't know if it's out yet, but I I absolutely will <laughs> see here. And Governor Gabby, <laughs> just. You have to. I don't, I just, that's all I can say. You have to. It's insane. Okay. Um, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. Eight movies that are either very well known or considered to be very good. And what I've done is I've gone online to Rotten Tomatoes and clicked their uh, Rotten reviews. Right. And I'm going to give you the review of each film. And you've got to try and guess what yes. the film is. Some of these will be hard. Okay. Some of these will be easy. Um, okay. So I'm worried about the easy. I'm worried about the easy ones. <laughs> so we will, we will, we will have some reviews. So uh, let's just see if I can find one. 
that I want to do. Uh, okay, cool. Right, here we go. So let's start with a film that is considered to be somewhat of a genre, of the, a classic of that genre. Um, and this one's a bit harder uh, because like some of them obviously, um, you know, references the film, right? But basically what we're trying to do here is look at idiots that just have no idea about a good film when they see it. So this comes from Variety, and this is actually quite a hard one, so I'll give you a few clues afterwards. Colourful, but dramatically unsatisfying. Okay, that's hard, right? Yeah. So let me let me yeah. give it. So whilst the director generates vivid images, he covered this ground in the superb Mean Streets in 1973. Here, there's nothing to learn, nobody to sympathise with. Uh, good fellas. Yes. Colourful, yeah. but dramatically unsatisfying. That's insane. It is colourful. They got one part right. It <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? And actually, right? and actually, and actually, you can even say colourful but dramatically. Like that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, unsatisfying, really? Yeah. So, so one was from People. One was from Variety. Very, very okay. weird. So here is a film that both of us rate off the chart, as do pretty much everyone. Right. Um, okay. So a as a grand flourish of cinematic technique. It's awesome. As a human drama, it's disgusting and silly, a mindless depiction of carnage on an epic scale. That's from the LA Times. Okay, I'll read you another one. This is from the Christian okay. Science Monitor. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> most of the action is run of the mill, Hollywood blood and thunder, but a couple of scenes are unusually reprehensible. Okay. This is from Roger Ebert. Inappropriate okay. and wrong-headed interruptions reveal inter it, it, sorry, inappropriate and wrong-headed interruptions reveal the fragile nature of the plot and prevent it from working. Hmm. And I'll give you so let me give you a clue. It's a film from 1988. It's die hard. It's die hard. <laughs> I actually already guessed die hard. I don't know why. I guessed it before the this after your second quote. But I don't know why. I just thought it might be die hard. <laughs> Run of the mill Hollywood blood and thunder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. my favourite one is from Time. In the first half of director John McTiernan's movie, Willis wears an undershirt. In the second half, he gets rid of it, and that's pretty much it for his performance. <laughs> that is such bullshit. <laughs> Terrible. Isn't it goes to show you how how little people appreciate films at the time. It's very very odd. It's interesting. It shows this you, is... like 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 all of those people. Almost all of those people now or 10 years ago even would have said it's one of the best action films ever made yeah so there's this... no way no nobody wouldn't say nobody wouldn't say that nobody so this is a more recent film this is from 2019 um oh. it's it's that it's that the movie itself is an overblown and half is overblown and half baked without the audience it's something of a glorified in joke okay Okay. Um, yeah. You wonder how so much talent underwritten by such an obscenely large budget doesn't trigger more pathos. Okay. It's official. We've been had. Should I guess it? Go on. Is it Avengers Endgame? It is. Well done, sir. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> it's an escalator to nowhere rather than a definitive endgame. Wow. 
I get it, right? They're not, they're, they're probably not everyone's taste, but even so. No, of course not. Of course not. It's insane. Uh, so this is a film from 2018. I'm keeping it relatively, um, uh, relatively local, uh, recent for this one. The problem with constructing a movie as a one long making of sequence is that it's as if the movie is an, so let me start again. The problem of constructing a movie as one long making of sequence is that if it's, if it's a movie as inert as this one, it doesn't so much answer the question, how is it made as pose another one altogether? Why? Is it the disaster artist? No, no, you're very oh. far off. Uh, grows grows oh, okay. bigger, bolder and bigger, turning into a series of eye-rolling roll, whoppers by the end. Didn't the first quote you say say it was a one-long-making-off sequence? Yeah, which which is literally not anything to do with the film, uh, which oh, is I interesting. That's good. I thought that's why I said Disaster Artist, because it's like the making of yeah, the Yeah, yeah. So... Can you enjoy this? Can you enjoy his knockabout adventures? Definitely. But can you care about them? Impossible. Hmm. There's a clue in that. I might one. need a. I, I'm not. But can yeah. you care about them? Impossible. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Like, and again, I get it, right? That film's amazing. That film's amazing. Are you serious? So this one, this one is one that's... Yeah, exactly, right? So this one is one that's probably close to your heart. So uh, I'll get to... So here we go. Brainless, explosion, happy action. 80s style. Uh... I mean, is it just Commando? <laughs> <laughs> the big battle scenes are especially disappointing. Pretty dumb. Um, lots of machine guns, Wait, really? explosions, and really? disposable khaki-clad extras, as you'd expect. The What's finale... That's the point of... That's, that's, like, that's like just saying there shouldn't be battle scenes. Like, this is, what is, this is my favourite, right? What is he supp- who is he supposed to be killing? Clowns? I what know, are you right? talking about? This is my favourite. It's like saying, so I say, there are too many people in Nazi outfits running around in uh, in, whatever, saving private, <laughs> or saving private right. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, like, like they killed too many Nazis. What the fuck are they talking about? So the finale is like, this is the same one. The finale, finale is laughably preposterous with a speedo, speedo commando landing on a remote island, gunning down at least 100 men with fake moustaches and indiscriminately blowing up buildings in search of little of his daughter. That's what makes the film so good. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I saying that? Oh my god! I know. That's, right? that's like that's like that's like saying you'll never guess who the killer is in you know like. That's the point. Yes. The point. Um, so I'm 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 drafting in a uh, I'm drafting in an extra one. Um, so here is a film that is regarded to be one of the best films of all time. Um, it's a coarse-grained and ex- it's coarse-grained and exploitative work which depends on excesses for its impact. Assure it's a bore, awkwardly staged and lumpily written. Hmm. Now, no, there's only two. There's only two bad reviews on this. Um, oh, okay. And the other one is a bit of a giveaway. But to be fair to this film. And I can't see why I should be. It's an improvement on Peter Benchley's book. Oh, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. LA but Times Jaws did get bad. But Jaws, Jaws did get some negative reviews at the time. But yeah, actually, on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, there's literally only two reviews. Right. Two bad yeah. reviews. The rest are 
obviously, as you yeah. expect, overwhelmingly positive. So um, this is a film directed by um, probably one of uh, cinema's better directors right now. Uh, and it came out in 2010. It's probably going to be quite a hard one to get. And I don't know your feelings on this. For me, it's one of his best movies and probably the, one of the best movies of the 2010s. Um, so, uh, got to do one that doesn't give anything too much away. The film keeps teasing at bigger themes when it's really drivel. Okay, doesn't really tell you much. An anti-charismatic uh, anti Charles Foster came with social issues, class status, anger, and homoerotic panic. Well, Charles Foster came is, is Citizen Kane. Yes. But they're referencing that, but a film that's... Oh, okay. A self-important, uh, narcissistic glorification of its own significance. Wait, it's not Wolf of Wall Street, is it? No. Um, no, I didn't do that one, because <laughs> I know you hate that. Lackluster, pedestrian, emotionally hollow and underwhelming, despite ex exquisite cinematography and a timely, initially intriguing premise. Uh, no, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of getting a flat line on this one. Okay. Uh, David Fincher. Um, the social network. Yes, the social network. All right, yes, yes. How do you I mean, feel I about the social network? Yes, I, I think I've been. This is the thing. I need to because I remember you. You love it, don't you? Oh I, my god! It's, it's one of those things where, when I first saw it, I came out of it and went, "Yeah." Like I, I didn't really feel. I thought Almy Hamill was, but it was very clever to have him as the twins and all that. I didn't really feel anything, and it's one I have been meaning to get back to for real. Like I, I feel like I'd like to take the time. And go back to it. Maybe it's just because I'm so ambivalent about social media, even though I'm, you know, fairly significantly involved with social media. But I just, I just um, don't know what you I mean. Don't. No. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but no. I mean, as in, you know, I sort of, you know, it's a, it's fairly significant in work and you know all that shit. Yeah. So I just, I just. Well, it's interesting. I, I, just, I remember right? coming out going, going, yeah. Like I didn't hate it by any means. I think my problem going here was I didn't understand why they would spend the time making the film about him. Yeah. Except so, for except for except for the prominence <laughs> of Facebook, of course. But I just I just I didn't really feel anything. So interestingly. Too, you know what? Actually, sorry, just on that, sorry cool. not to harp on. It is the Fincher film that is the most, and I don't mean this in a nice way, very Kubrick. Yes. Because everything but, is very cold and very soulless. For the right reasons, I'm sure. For the right reasons, I'm sure. It's a very Kubrick type film. Yeah. Now, interestingly, the reason I brought this one up is I've listened, I've read three polls this week and listened to Mark Kermode's um, podcast, his own podcast. Yeah. Where with him oh, and right. Jack, whatever his name is, I can't remember. Where, where oh, people... yes. Uh, Jack, Jack, is it Jack Tom? Not Jack Thomas. Yeah. I, yeah. Jack. The I know young guy. Mean, I know yeah, it's a really good podcast yeah. that he does. And he, he's Jack's not on it all the time, but. Anyway, and so like I've listened to three or four different articles now where people are talking about what is the best David Fincher movie. And okay. every article has picked The Social Network as his best movie. Not Alien 3. Are they fucking crazy? I mean, personally, the fact that everyone had Alien 3 is the worst. We I have issues. Really? Yes. Surely, I love Alien so 3. Zodiac is worse than Alien 3. No, well, now, Zodiac here you go. Zodiac is boring as fuck. <laughs> I, I, there's good bits in it, but it's boring as fuck. Every one of those films, everyone rated Zodiac as either two or three. And this is a film that That's I wasn't a fan of when I saw it. Bullshit. That is bullshit. So is I need bullshit. to go back and watch Zodiac. Yeah, I, I would watch it again, but I just, I, I, I need the director's cut where at the end, 
sorry, this is a joke I've made since I came out of the cinema. At the end, in that scene where Gyllenhaal goes into that um, that B and Q, you know, that, that sort of no uh, DIY shop. So basically, he goes into that DIY. It's like a DIY shop. Don't spoil too much. I'm about to rewatch it. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. He talks to a guy who I think we're convinced that he's convinced he's the killer or something like yeah. that. And they just have this kind of very subtle conversation, right? Um, for me, the director's cut would have had them having a WWE style room destroying fight <laughs> like at the end because nothing happens in the film. I, do you nothing know what? happens ever. Reading about that the might tape... be his most actually that. That might be his most Kubrickian film. Nothing happens. But reading about Nothing. it, people rate the fact that it's not about the the killer; it's about the journey. I, I need to watch that it again too. And, I, and I, same. Do you know what? Same. It's very hard for me to yeah. to bother. But yes, I agree. I probably need to watch it again. But it really surprised me that like most of them put the game really far down the list. The game's for fucking amazing. Fucking hell, if it's Michael Doug, if you're looking for a Michael Douglas film, watch the game. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Anyway, two more films to go. Um, this one is one of my favourites. Um, and it's not Top Gun. Um, it's exhausting it. rather than exhilarating. Well, that doesn't tell you much. The stunts and explosions are amazing, of course, but escalate to an overwrought, to escalate to overwrought chaos by the end. So They're the time. worst of the so worst. So's the movie. <laughs> Ever worst of the worst. So, like, is it the best of the best? No. Uh, how's the movie? Big, loud, brutal, and stupid. That's how it is. It's not Top Gun, is it? No, it's really not. I kept thinking that if their budget was cut in half, they would have made a better picture. If the special effects department were put on a much stricter budget, the show, the show might have had time to develop the characters beyond caricature. So it's slapped together serious. childishly and has no real foundation to render it even vaguely capable of withstanding a lapping wave of intellect or logic. Does this not sound like the best film ever? I was going to say, it just sounds like something I'd watch every, every other week. Jerry so, Bruckheimer should be thankful for the modern audience's oh, okay. short attention span. Oh, it's not The Rock, is it? No, but you're is not far off. It is, is called Air. Air. Oh, a small sheet action adventure at 8,000 feet process of elimination <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's criminal that con air is not it's not providing. for everyone is it it's not it's not for everyone but yeah i mean yeah. it is Actually, it should it should it should be for everyone it's literally <laughs> for everyone like if if you're if you are a, like uh, if you're like a, a, a woman there's every type of man you could want if you're a gay man there's every that's type true. of man you every could want type of man you could want yeah if you're a man on the yes, fence there's every type of man every you could type want of man you could want uh, if you're a straight man, there's every type of man that you'd want to be and some you wouldn't. <laughs> right? It's everything. It's got everything to everyone. Last one. Last one. Um, with its in inexplicably bizarre, frequently ugly, intermittent nonsense, this is a confused experiment of a movie. Um, Sorry, the director so pushes the on... Say, say that. Sorry, say that again for real. I didn't with, an inexplic inex with an inexplicably bizarre, frequently ugly, intermittent nonsense. This is a confused experiment of a movie. It's a confused experiment of a criticism. I didn't understand that at all. No, I know. It's a shame to see such good talent giving so yield uh, such yo low yield results. I a tired no humanist pastiche of various exploitation genres that's not the least bit imaginative 
in its campy deconstruction of conventions. Yeah, it's also very pretentious. Um, the picture shows what happens when a writer and a director come together and reinforce each other's worst tendencies and misconceptions. This isn't like Predator, is it? No, but it is a film you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. In oh, passing. Oh God, I don't remember. I don't remember what we said 30 seconds. The movie which treats you with contempt even for watching it is a monument to its own lack of imagination. And here's, here's a sentence that will literally make you want to watch it. This film is so flamboyantly gory and disgusting, so vulgar, in your face, obnoxious, with so many offensive subplots and whacked up elements that you may give up long before you need to reach for your second headache tablet. No, my brain is just like, I have no idea. Think, think, think of. So it came out in, oh, I can't remember the date now, a long time ago. But it's a film that you went to see with no anticipation of what was going to happen about halfway through. Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> this tells me two things. Uh, I am by far not the worst critic on the internet, so that's good news. No. Um, and like to get onto Rotten Tomatoes, sometimes actually having an idea of what you're reviewing isn't important, apparently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. So there you go. Ross, where can our listeners find out more about you? Yes. Uh, so uh, at Ross Boyas for all the social media things, at Evo Films UK for the evolutionary films uh, exploits uh, on, on all the social things. Uh, and then at Vengeance Film UK for the uh, continuing uh, shenanigans. There you go. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. For the film franchise. Uh, shenanigans! I call shenanigans uh, <laughs> on, on, on all the social things. Cool. www.fieldscriptreview.co.uk uh, for more about this podcast and related blogs and stuff. You can find us on uh, Twitter, Phil Quick Review, uh, Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies, and if you're listening to us on some kind of podcast thing, don't forget to rate and review. Any plans for the week before we? Do you chime off? Anything exciting? So, uh, well, next weekend is the, uh, as I said, uh, December the 12th at uh, Premier Cinemas Romford is the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. So for anyone who's interested in martial arts films and action films and so forth, please uh, Google that and find out more details. Uh, they're showing all three of the Dead End short films uh, produced and starring by Brian Larkin. Uh, I directed Chapter 3, so it's the first opportunity to see it on the big screen, and I'm very excited. Oh, that's I'm very, very proud of cool. It. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because it's not your normal Ross Boyas thing exactly. So it's kind of interesting for anyone who cares what that is. Does, um, does, and, do, does more than one person die in it? Uh, does more than one person die in it? Ooh, does more than one person? Yes, more than one person dies in it. I thought I'd give any spoilers. I think it's three. Okay, not many. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited. Um, and also, it's a great opportunity for film, you know, action fans, martial arts fans to meet loads of people. They're all they're all uh, yeah, very passionate people. And uh, the team behind the festival, uh, Sue Cole, uh, Wang, and uh, Tim, there's a whole bunch of people. They're really passionate and work really hard to make the festival a real, you know, really great uh, experience. Really great. Awesome. Well, look. Uh, obviously, if you're in Romford, get your ass along to that. If there are tickets available, I don't know if there are tickets available. If there are, get your ass along to it. Um, and if mm. not. 
I'm sure Dell M3 will be available somewhere at some point. At some point. It's gonna, I think it's going to have a festival run like the other two. The other two films have, have done a very, yeah, very, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, prodigious or prolific, might be a better word, prolific uh, festival run. So, it's, yeah, it's quite exciting. Awesome. And I will not be watching um, the Governor Gabby movie. So that's... You should definitely watch Governor Gabby. It's so fucking insane. Please watch it and please tell me when you have. Okay. Well, look, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Uh, take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Um, I am definitely not watching Governor Gabby. It's, so, it's fucking insane. You really, really should. It is crazy. The poster, crazy. the poster alone looks like something we would have produced back in... It is crazy. Yes. Yes. And it's just from a few years ago. Like, it's, it's not... It's hardly anything. It's so fucking good. You don't understand. Like, there's a scene, there's a 10-minute scene in the middle of a film where she and her government aide, who is played by, I shoot you not, a 16-year-old Asian guy, like, they, 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 they're, like, trying to move a wardrobe in her room, like, in a room, like, she's given this house, obviously, as the, the government or whatever, and uh, they're trying to move this wardrobe, like, chest of drawers wardrobe thing, um, like, across the wall. And it, it transpires they're trying to move it in front of a window. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It's a 10-minute dialogue scene where they do that. It's fucking insane. It's insane. I, it's I, brilliant. There is a scene, there is a scene where they have like a proper, like a garden party, right? For all these important people, like, you know, like politicians and local business, all of that stuff, right? All of this stuff. And and um, they accidentally put like weed into like some brownies or whatever, right? And the act, the inverted cause acting, they do all these cutaways of all the people like really getting like stoned and then dancing is the best thing I've ever ever seen ever because it's all people who've never obviously ever been to that and they're not actors anyway all just acting spasm <laughs> and it is fucking amazing it is amazing I cannot, I cannot I need to watch it again it's so fucking brilliant it's fucking brilliant it's brilliant I'm not you have to see it you, the more I think about it the more you have to watch it it you'll have so many questions like like questions like why did they put the camera there? Like, why? <laughs> why, why? 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 Like, just <coughs> it's fucking amazing. Also, here's the other weird thing: it's a very small town type film, right? Like, in, in a nice way. I don't mean that it's just like it's a, a small little area. Blah blah blah. They're obviously filming in their own house or what? Yeah, you know, whatever. But then it you you don't figure it out until later on. She's governor of California. If this was a film where she suddenly becomes the mayor of her small town, you'd sort of get it almost. Like it would kind of work, right? Like act somehow. You can't accidentally become the governor of California. They have the biggest budget, if I remember, of, of any state. Like their economy, the economy of California essentially keeps America running, essentially. Like there's like three states, right? And it's one of them. Like you can't accidentally become the governor of California. It's just, just not possible. And I'm not care, I don't care about reality or plausibility, but it's just insane. Like the budget she'd be handling would be hundreds of billions of dollars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like just insanity. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's so fucking funny. I have no words. It's amazing. You you have to you have to watch it. <laughs> like 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 you have to watch it like um fucking what was it Cl uh, Clockwork Orange where you have your eyes held open. <laughs> and you, you, you have to watch it. That's how everyone should watch it. Oh, my God.
Okay. Anyway. And on that note, uh, 